Welcome to the 10 for 10. Steven Andor. How you doing, mate? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I was looking at uh, I was looking at our and our insights on uh, SoundCloud. Do you know the city in America that we are most popular in right now? Mm, Nebraska. No, I I won't draw this out, but take one more one more guess. And this okay. time, guess a city. Oh, a city. Yep. Omaha. <laughs> Walnut Creek, That's California. Really? Yeah. All right. We have had plays in, well, I won't get into all of them, but some of the more surprising ones were uh, Germany, Alaska, Russia, and Walnut Creek. All right, Walnut Creek. I hope you're having fun out there in California. Keep it real. My dude surfs up, you know. I don't know anything about California. I'm trying. Well, I mean, they're now a favorite of mine. Unless it's Walnut Creek, Minnesota, like where the Ingalls live, then it's even more spectacular. That's Walnut Grove. Damn it. Sorry, Walnut Creek. Rest in peace, Michael Landon. What? Anyways, so Cameron Lucas, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I I don't really know how to react to that, but uh, it was it was a perfect intro. So yes, I would like to know. Uh, why there is nothing fun to do in Walnut Creek, um, because that's really the only explanation as to why they're listening. False. They can listen to this while they do fun things. They yeah, have well, this spectacular, man. Yeah. I mean, transitions could be better. There's some dead space, but you know what? We do have heart and friendship. In spades. And hard-hitting commentary. You know, episode five, walking on Kenneth Sunshine has been oddly popular in the last week. Is that the one without me? No, that's the breadstick one. (laughs) Dude, where's my breadsticks is the one without you. But all right, let's let's move the party along. So so, Alex, we're going to we're going to start with you today. All right. So um I've got a video queued here for our audience to not watch, um, but to kind of listen to your your commentary on this. So we we love our new favorite segment this season on uh, Alex's Time to Shine. Uh, And uh, in this footage, um, I'll kind of tee it up for you here, but Kurt Warner does a really good job explaining why the Atlanta Falcons offensive line really sucks. Um, (laughs) So I'm just going to kind of play the video so you can see. Um, what's going on here, and just explain to us as a former offensive lineman uh, how bad the Falcons really are um, and and why they shouldn't be doing what they're doing in the NFL. Well, so here's kind of the first thing is before we start is there's a lot of, like, times where you have to, like, when I was a center, you have to, like, call coverages basically for the line, and that's a lot that's either that's missing here or there's something wrong with the play. So when when I played football, it wasn't like we had a play called, like, the Poot Toot and Scoot, right? There's no play like it was just a play name. It was broken down into parts, and each of the parts 
was important to a different area and they worked together well. So if you remember me talking about last week about river and lake. So this first play, it looks like what in my, when I played, it'd be a river. Everyone's blocking to the right. However, usually the center's job is to try it. Usually again, it can be different is to try to pick up if there is an open blocker and make changes accordingly. So definitely if they have a defensive end on the left side, that's where you would make like that call to like, you know, tart key on him. <clears throat> However, there could be an issue too where there's a different part of the play. Whereas if like, if you go back to that first one, uh, the quarterback does kind of a fake handoff and the running back runs to the right. It could have been assumed that they were supposed to go to the left and the running back was supposed to pick up the block. And so if the center or the line is under the understanding that that person is supposed to be hit by the running back, who's supposed to pick up the fly the, the blitzer, they're not going to call that. So that's where that miscommunication can come in, if that makes sense. It so does. Yeah. Yes. And so like, like Paul Ritter was toast. Like even like Patrick Mahomes, unless he could have like MacGyvered his way out of there, he was going down on that play. Yeah. Well, even this one too, it almost looks like it's always like one mistake too. Cause like if you look at this, you see how they have a wide receiver going out for a screen, but then the t- <clears throat> tight ends run into the left too. I cannot think of a single play where you're going to want a tight end and a wide receiver in that position on the left side of the field, but not within blocking distance of each other. I think that yeah. that tight end was supposed to pick up this this defensive end right here, and he didn't do it. And that's where the problem is. So it can either be an issue with the play calling itself, someone's not on the right page, or someone's messing up when they're calling their schemes at who they're supposed to block. Real yeah. quick, this is really great insight, and I want to keep hearing it, but just your educated guess, you don't know what you don't know, but who do you think messes up a play, like when you call that out, the tight end and the the, the uh, running back are both on the left flat? In that case, I would say it's probably the tight end, because like even if the tight end, the wide receiver wasn't supposed to roll out like that, the tight end should have at least like chipped that defensive end. You know what I mean? So I would oh. imagine something went wrong there, but again, it could have been something wrong with the play calling when like – Again, usually it's the center. It could be different for the Atlanta Falcons calling those blocks and stuff. So, anyway, so that's then, what I saw a lot is like miscommunication, I think, is the biggest thing that's going on with them right now. Also, is, is the responsibility of the offensive line coach then, if the tight end doesn't block, or like, like which coach is responsible for that, that coverage? That's just everything. Because <laughs> you need everybody. A lot of times it's hard if you have, like, that many different coaches is putting everything together and keeping everyone on the same page. You can't necessarily blame one person. So, like, if an offensive line coach doesn't understand, like, what the play calling the wide receivers are doing and they're not on the same page and it doesn't mesh, it's not going to work, right? So there are parts in this where, like, they were talking about how a linebacker went missed and then some guy just, like, ran through the line. A lot of the thing is, too, with this is Falcons are doing is what I was talking about earlier is they're not adapting. There was this play where it was clear that I'm not sure if they wanted the Mike linebacker, but basically the lineman was supposed to block him when he comes in and blitzes. And so a different linebacker blitzes, but you can look at that guard. He's blocking no one the entire time because he's just keeping his eye on this other linebacker and the other one just walks through. Because it's basically like they're not adapting to situations as they change. But that's another thing too. It just, it wasn't good, those four plays. So yeah. who was it? Pick at the quarterback, right? Well, that was Desmond Ritter. So those are all four the first half because Taylor Heineke played the second half. So, I mean, they basically had like 18 offensive plays, and usually they just showed you how they got railroaded on four of them. Yeah, I, I don't know why you would bench him in that situation. That was nothing to do with him at all. Like, 
Also, it was weird they had a play where they just had three wide receivers on the right side, bunched them together, and barely had them separate. So that's why when I'm like, you're like, Alex, who do you think this is that's doing this? I think it's the coaching here. You don't want three wide receivers in the same spot. That is so easy to cover. Yeah. So I don't – like, I get, like, putting a bunch on one side, but usually they're supposed to be, like, doing slants and trying to, like, find the holes in the linebackers, and it looks like they were all almost running the same direction. It made no sense to me. But I don't know. I'm not Kurt Warner. No, you're not Kurt Warner, but let me ask, like, mm-hmm. does that tape alone – does it make you think that maybe Arthur Smith isn't the guy in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, for sure. Like, the thing is, is, like, I don't want to say, like, 100% no, because the biggest thing that I would look for in a coach is if they get the tape from this game and he adapts. So, like, if this same stuff happens next week in the exact same way, then, yeah, something needs to change. But, like, if you can see that adapt and then get better each week, go for it. Very, very nice. I, I'm glad we started out with that. That was That's going to be the best part of the show. Way, way to start strong. Yeah. So yeah. you're basically t- telling me I've got hope for Bijan then, right? Because uh, he's supposed to be like this breakout awesome running back, and he's done jack shit all season. But it's probably because of the offensive line, huh? Well, it's probably because of everything. Again, it looked like there were multiple people like not having the right cue or going the right way. Well, that'll that'll help me so much next season when I don't have him. So. All right, uh, moving on. So one very interesting stat from this past weekend, C.J. Stroud uh, set, set some new records. I don't know if they were NFL rookie records or Texan records or what, but he threw for, I believe it was close to 470 yards passing and five touchdowns. Can we now, Cam, officially say he is the better pick over Bryce Young? We could have said that a couple weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, it's pretty legit. And when the Carolina coach, Frank Wright, comes out a couple weeks ago and basically says his owner made the pick and not him and threw his owner under the bus, um, yeah. So you can you could tell that Bryce Young was not the pick that he wanted and his hand was forced. So, um, yeah, I mean, I give a lot of props to the Texans staff as well. I mean, they've, they've – overachieved in my book, I'm sure in a lot of other people's book is, books as well. Um, so. Yeah. Now, now, do you think that, I mean, we're talking about coaching staffs here, and, and I would dare say that the, the Texans have a better wide receiver core. So, Steve, do you think that that makes any difference, or is, is Stroud just the better talent? I think Stroud's got to be the better talent. Like, I just – I don't know what you can hang your hat on if you like Bryce Young. Now, you could say that maybe if things get better, he'll do better, but he's not independently giving you a reason to be confident and certainly doesn't help that uh, they don't get the first-round draft pick to give him help next year. So, no, ship sailed. Stroud, greater sign, Young. Well, let us maybe greater sign Bryce Young right now. Well, and, I, and I would take Nico Collins over Thielen and DJ Chark too, as well. I mean, going back on what Lucas was saying, it may not just necessarily be him. I mean, I think they had a really good first couple rounds of the draft as well. Alex, what do you think? I think CJ Stroud's dope, which is weird. I know people that were uh, Ohio State fans, and I was like, man. Okay, and then fun, fun, fun fact about the people in this room: I don't think any of us like Ohio State, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 
I remember watching and I was like, wow, CJ Stroud is good. And like, I didn't really say that about other Ohio State quarterbacks when I watched college. I wasn't like Justin Fields. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. I was like, you know, it's the system. I was impressed by CJ Stroud and the Ohio State fans I talked to hated him. And I was like, what in the world? Apparently a lot of Ohio State fans didn't like him. I was surprised, but I thought he was fantastic. I don't know why he fell this far in the draft. I thought he was really good. Any QB that can go to the Texans and play like he is, even if he's not like an all-star pro, is impressive in my book. Yeah. All right, number three. A um, lot of news coming out this week uh, post-Josh McDaniel firing. Uh, a couple of things I heard is, is basically he let the uh, the locker room just open up um, in a, in a private team meeting and just say what was on their mind. And he just got just railed, thrown under the bus and it, it pretty much affected him. He came out into practice and people said he just, he wasn't engaged. He wasn't coaching. He was just kind of going through the motions. Does he, this is a second stint, Steve. Does he ever coach again? It's hard to see the path. I'm not sure. Belichick's going to bring him back for round three, and if he doesn't, who else is going to want him unless he goes to the pros and does the Lane Kiffin thing? So, like, anything's possible, but, like, there's just so much wrong with this guy. Like, he's an offensive mastermind, and, like, in a year and a half, they never scored 30 points. And in Antonio – I'm sorry, is it Antonio Pierce? Is that the new head coach, or am I thinking of somebody else? Mm-hmm. They scored 30 points in the first game, like – with Aiden O'Connell as your quarterback after benching Jimmy Garoppolo and having David Carr last year, who aren't great, but you certainly think they could get to 30 points one time. So I don't think so. I think we're all, I think we're onward and upward here. Cam? I didn't think he'd ever coach again after his stint in the Broncos. Um, I mean, you know, that team, Tim Tebow pick was terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the NFL. He'll get a coordinator job. He'll succeed there, and I guarantee you someone else will take a flyer on him. Um, it, it may not be for three, four more years, but he's still so young. You might be right, but there's the two jobs he's failed at. Let's not forget he was the Indianapolis Colts head coach for like five minutes, like literally, and he decided to walk away from that job. Yeah. Like, he's just got to be a weird dude. Like, if you talk to him, there's this uh, guy with a vibe coming off of him. I've said it in our text thread. I think he wants so bad to be Bill Belichick that he tr- he tries to mimic him so much in terms of his attitude, in terms of his how he presents himself. Like, he, he you call him an offensive mastermind, yet he's an offensive mastermind who can't do points or who can't do math to figure out that, you know, kicking the field goal when he's down eight points or whatever it was a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Like it just, it, I don't know. I I think, I think he will get a coaching job again because some team will be desperate and they'll see that the, whatever offense he's coordinating at that point in time is succeeding. I mean, he made Mac Jones look good his rookie year. So yeah, you don't, you also, back to your Bill Belichick point, you don't give autonomy to an assistant coach to fire up the team and rally the troops right. and chastise him for basically ripping into a different team that you used to be employed with. 
Um, yeah, that that was really really weird. Alex, tell us tell us how much you like uh, Josh McDaniel. Uh, I have no opinion on Josh McDaniels. Yeah, but you love you love everybody, so well not yeah. everybody, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was googling things, and then I went down a rabbit hole, and I found out that the Detroit Lions are hiring a, a uh, uh, social media manager. And I was like, I'm gonna apply for this. Anyway, okay. I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying they should hire Josh McDaniels. Well, maybe Josh McDaniels could do the job. <laughs> I'm pretty good at posting the memes. Yeah, I I kind of liken this to you know in any company or business, right? You've got your your head guy at the top, your CEO, and you've got a lot of you know vice presidents or associates or something below them. And while you can have an all star team below you, it, it takes a special person to be CEO, and it takes just because you're a good coordinator does not guarantee you're going to be a good head coach, and we've seen it a lot of times. So I just think this is just another one of those situations. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling, Josh. Okay, so I'm back on I'm back on the wagon now because I googled who he was. Yeah, the Raiders head coach, right? Yeah. You know no, what, my guy? No, not anymore. Well, yeah, not anymore. My guy, you go off into the sunset and you enjoy your forty million dollars or whatever over the next three or four years, my guy. But uh, I just read an article too. They was talking about how like the team had a meeting with them and it was like you got to change. I was like, man, that had to be a bad day. Were you here and Lucas talked about that five minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't read it. I heard Lucas. That's Welcome rough. to the show. Welcome to the show, Alex. It's nice to have you. Yeah, I want to. You know what? And I'm going to be the Detroit Lions social media influencer. And then when I'm like, come listen to this podcast, and then I get fired. Then you guys will be sorry. You'll be like, Alex, use that time wisely. Well, I, yes, that's it. You're right. That is exactly what I would say. Mm-hmm. Yep, you nailed it. I did. All right, number four. Uh, this is going to be a little long because it's got some stats in it, but it's, it's a very good point. Uh, <clears throat> So in our league this year, there's been a little bit of scoring changes, and we touched on this uh, in, in a previous podcast. But um, the, the defensive scoring um, at times can get out of hand. Um, so last night, the Chargers defense scored 36 points uh, for doing the following, um, allowing less than seven points total in the game to the opposing team. Um Getting two fumble recoveries, having eight sacks, and a point and a punt return for a touchdown. So comparatively, Jalen Hurts, uh, who was 207 passing yards, two two passing TDs, a rushing TD, um, also got about 36 points. So Alex, how, how does that feel to you? Is that is that about equal in terms of statistics and, and points given, or do you think there's some uh, adjustment that needs to be made next year? Well, I mean, there's always adjustments you got to make. But I think they're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying their best. <laughs> Alex, dial into the guy who broke down the offensive line tape. <laughs> Number four and something shiny just appeared off screen and I need to focus. You caught me. I didn't we have people in Walnut Creek to not disappoint. Come on now. I failed. I failed you. Steve, worry, bring worry. us home. Bring us home, Steve. It was defensive Yahtzee. Like 
I don't know. Like when I looked at 36 points, I'm like, oh man, because um, one, I felt bad for you for losing. But I mean, if you break them down point by point, should you get eight points for allowing six points? Seems good to me. Three, two fumble recovers, three points each. That seems fair to me. Two points for a sack seems fair to me. And the punt return touchdown, just kind of like just the crap icing on your cake because you were playing against the Chargers. But no, I think it's a pretty legendary performance. Um, so it, it feels it feels okay. Would you trade Joe Burrow for the Chargers defense, Cam? <laughs> I'm glad you made that joke because I was hoping it was going to come to me because I was going to make that joke. Um, no, because they didn't score as many as the Dallas Cowboys did. Um, but I, I think there can be a happy balance because I do feel like it's very high, but Steve, your point is well made. I mean, they played out of their minds. Um, like we doubled everything, correct? Uh, yes, we, we doubled all defensive scoring points except the um, points you get for allowing the, uh, the total points right. opposing the team. Yep. So it, it I mean, eight sacks. Yep. I mean, it's really only two points a sack. What do you do? Dial that back to like one and a half. And even then that's still a lot. Um, I say we doubled down again. We, yeah, we, uh, he sold me. We're yeah, doing that next year. You guys. Actually, I love how defenses are valuable now. And the fact that a defense can help win games is rad. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I, like, we, we keep having this draft every year. Right? I'm sorry if I cut you off, Cam. I'm no, just not caught. I'm up to speed now. Anyway. <laughs> Second wind. Yeah, you know. We keep having these, like, what is it, like, 18 picks, and then we keep having these last four picks, like, draft things where everyone's just like, IDPs and defenses. Well, so many of us don't care. It's important now, and I am paying attention to people. Yeah. It makes defense way more interesting. I guess I guess that's where I'm kind of struggling with it because it's not only just the – it's not only just the 36 points from the team defense. I have Max Crosby on my team. He got – he got me like 23 points or something like that. If I had that on top of that, that just, it seems like there's so much that it's skewed that way that it may be feeling like it's overblown a little bit and inflated. I mean, maybe it's an argument to say, okay, we, we've upped the defensive team and special, and uh, special team scoring. Maybe we do do, do away with the IDPs. I don't know. Well, we could definitely vote on that. And if we do, mazel tov. But I think you bring up a good point, and it's reminded me of something Lucas talked about the first time we re- revisited this. I like the idea of keeping the good points for the things like the sacks and the mm-hmm. fumble recoveries, but the, taking the tackles back down to half a point. So maybe your yeah. linebackers and DBs aren't rolling double digits for a 10-tackle, no other stat game. Yeah. That's a good suggestion. I like that suggestion. Yeah, I said that in week one, I think. Oh, I'm sorry, that was you. I apologize for not crediting that properly. Damn well better. He doesn't yes, apologize at all. He he wants all the credit. No, and and I'll go back to earlier in, in the season two uh, after week one, and I was just so pissed off by the defensive scoring because I lost by it, and it was felt way yeah. too overloaded. But 
I have to say, further on in the season, it it has not only evened out, but I would not have been in that game last night to even have the possibility of losing if it wasn't for my defenders and my defense. Yeah. Um, I had about 50 points from my three IDPs and my team defense total. And if if we had scoring back the way it was, I would I lost before Monday night. So um, can't have it both ways, but that's fine. It, it, I mean, it definitely has changed the way we play every week. Yeah, it, your roster management is different on bye weeks now. Like it's it's kind of crazy. Yep. To Alex's point, I I I actually I agree 100 percent with Alex. It's making me pay attention and mm-hmm. adjust my draft strategy next year and. You know what? It adds a different layer of excitement. So here we go. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to throw an audible and uh, do some uh, waiver wire pickups here. But due to technical difficulties, I don't have a really cool sound intro for this. So Cam and Alex, can you ad lib something for us for our waiver priority pickups for this week? Ready? Yeah. Go. It's now time. For priority pickups. Oh, yeah. That was perfect. Oh, you guys are the best. All right. Yeah, so we yeah, might forget, need to have a meeting. Forget the lab they put Mahomes and Kelsey into, what they talk about on those Kansas City games. Put Cam and Alex in the lab for the next le- le- uh, outlet of sounds. That's going to be glorious. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> who, are you, who are you picking up, Steve? You know, for the first time in a while, it feels like there are things to pick up, but I'm always going to tear it. I think if you are in the one, two, or three spot, I don't think there's anybody I'm picking up right now. If I'm middle of the pack, a couple of guys that I'm looking are looking at, uh, Calvin Ridley, I think he's good bench depth. Uh, Sam Laporta really does seem like he's becoming the number two option in Detroit, maybe number three if we look at uh, Gibbs. Uh. Uh, I'm not ready to jump in on Tank Dell. I'm not saying he sucks, but all his damage was off six catches, so it wasn't like he went 11 for 200. So um, we were just talking last week about are we ready to move on from Tank Dell. So I'm going to stick with Ridley, Ridley, Laporta, and I think one last name that I would want to get on people's radar is Demario Douglas out in New England. Somebody in theory has to catch the ball, and that's the guy I think is going to catch the ball. So if, I, if I'm He's a guy if I'm back of the waiver wire priority, I might grab the other two guys. That's middle of the pack. Well, way to take um, everybody else. So, Cam and Alex, uh, you have anybody left to choose from? <laughs> yeah, I might go after Geno Smith. Um, that's a callback to last week. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, probably either one of the receivers, Tank Dell or Calvin Ridley. But, you know, I'm not in this game right now. So I don't need to worry about it. Well, I don't necessarily know who we should get, but I do know who we should avoid. There's a guy on the New York Giants by the name of Gunnar Alzuski. He averages negative .9 points. So he's one of the worst players in the league right now. Didn't know that was possible. Poor guy. James Conner's interesting. No, he's not. Well, for what's available, he is. For what's available, he is. He is on my do not draft list, like, forever. More. Um, but, yeah, he's coming off IR. He, I think his 21-day opens today or tomorrow. Um, 
So, and I think they're going to start Kyler Murray again here any any time too. So that offense may be finally coming back to full strength. It'd be it it it's possible he can get you some double digit points. He does run. He is kind of a one man show when he's back there. So that is that is yeah. true. The volume play. I think it's just that because we're limited to four running backs on our team. I don't know many teams who would want him to replace somebody. But yeah, worth a look. That's fair. So uh, I was, I was. Did you? I was going to throw at Josh Dobbs too, which I figured a lot of people you brought up already. But Josh Dobbs is somebody that I would take a look at too, in my perspective, because like I didn't think I. Would they say he didn't take a single snap with the offense? And he went out and won a game. Yeah, that was heck yeah. impressive. So he I'm wondering what he's going to do. He didn't even know his teammates' names. Yeah, that's an interesting pickup. Even if you need a backup QB to see if maybe he'll turn into something. I didn't know he was an actual rocket scientist. Really? Yeah. Like, what like kind he, of rockets, though? Like he has some sort of designation from NASA. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Andy has no hair. That's okay. That's sometimes a good thing. Okay. No, that's, well, that's the sign of a bastard right there. I was going to say, that's a perfect transition into number five. Uh, speaking of people <clears throat> with no hair, let's start with Steve. Uh, Jahan Dotson, in the last three games, is averaging just under six catches a game for 73 yards and two touchdowns. I have to imagine that's uh, cumulative in the last three games and not averaging two touchdowns a game. So is this just a blip on the radar, or is Sam Howell finally uh, targeting him, and, and here we go? We're back, baby. Sam Howell, quarterback five on the year. These are two guys that I believed in, and it took a while, and it is exciting to see this pan out. Josh Dotson had a good second half of the year. I don't know what was troubling getting the stuff, getting him off the ground in the first quarter of the year, but uh, I am a believer. Sign me up for the commander's. Josh Dotson is his friend TJ Ford. Asking, asking for well, I like Jahan Dotson. You would stab TJ Ford. Alex, what do you think? Mm. Just in general, because you probably missed the question. Pass. Yes, they, that is what they do. They do pass to him. So, great job. Cam, what do you think? Um, I need him to get injured badly. Because I have Terry McLaurin and I have to play him because of my Jefferson injury. Um, so he's not getting balls thrown to him since this pickup uh, in production for Jahan Dotson. So he can eat a butt for all I care. <laughs> yes, but the, the great equalizer amongst that entire conversation is the fact that Sam Howell is now doing well uh, just in time for Jalen Hurts to go on a bye for me. So... Uh, I will say I'm not on Steve's camp with that, or I wasn't. I, so I'm surprised at how well he's doing. Yep. Yeah, can I be honest with you guys here for a second? Yeah, always. I, I really appreciate that. I think I think you guys really come to me because of my hard-hitting knowledge of the NFL, but I'm going to have a little bit of a secret here for you. There are a couple teams I could not even name the coach. And the Washington Sentinels is one of them. Yep. So I do want to point this out, though, that, yes, I have not paid attention a couple of times. Yes, I may have dropped the ball, but I have no idea about the Washington Sentinels. 
I don't what about the called. commanders? Ah, the commanders, that's what they're called. They they really should be called the Sentinels because that was a great movie. No, they should be called the football team. Yeah, no. That oh. is true. They should have stuck with that. I cared about them then. Yep. I, I totally agree. Yep. I forgot. Well, anyway, I think I proved my point. <laughs> you only care about the important stuff, Alex. Nobody cares about Jahan. Jahan that, that's clearly, I don't know anything about the team if I can't even get the name right. My All right. Brother. So, Alex, we're back to you for number six then. I just, love it. Just in general, what has your attention, Alex? What has my attention? So many yep. things. The Detroit Lions are kicking butt, and I love them so much. They made a trade for uh, People People Jones. I forget his name. That was exciting. Um, what else is I've still been paying attention to the Raiders a little bit because that's just kind of fun to watch. Um, the, I don't know. There's just been a lot of good games, actually, this past weekend. I didn't get to see the Monday night game, though, but I was seeing your text thread, and it sounded like it was rough, and I didn't know what was going on. It, it was rough if you had a vested interest. I think it was boring if you didn't. So, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't have a vested interest, so I missed the game. But I don't know. I've just been really into the Lions lately because it's nice to finally have a, like a really exciting team that I could pay attention to. And I feel that it's like weird because like I'd watch ESPN and now they're like, oh, they're talking about the Detroit Lions. You know what I mean? And then I get distracted, so then I'm like not seeing stuff about other teams. It's kind of nice actually. Yeah, it's it's been really weird to get used to for sure. Cam, what about? Um, my obsession for today, at least since it's Tuesday, um, is I I like I I think I'm one of the few people here who might like the the Manning cast. I think it's hilarious. Last night they had Arnold Schwarzenegger on, and he was literally on screen. On his on his little Skype Zoom camera, like we are right now, feeding a donkey, but making incredibly sexual noises while he's doing it. And the look on Peyton's face was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen, because it's just Arnold going, "Oh yes, oh, oh, oh. feeding a donkey," and it's while they're mid play, and and it's the funniest fucking thing, freaking thing. Sorry. Uh, we're already past that, don't worry. Yeah, you're good. I, just, I don't understand why I don't watch it. I don't see that stuff. It's hilarious. That's like Alex Turner football right there. I'm going to see so, if I can find it. Yep. So so tell me if you saw this part, too, because I saw, like, a screenshot of this earlier while I was scrolling through news. It looked like they took a picture of Trevor Lawrence. And, and put Peyton's hair on it. Yeah. No. It looks like Peyton Manning. Yeah, they gave they do this what the what a quarterback would look like with Peyton's head, <laughs> and they did Trevor Lawrence, and it's freaking hilarious. And Trevor Lawrence looks like Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, with a skinny nose. Here it is. That donkey looks like you eating Peyton. Same thing. All right. Shut up, Eli. Oh, there's no noises there. Hold on, I gotta find it. Well, you. You work on that. Steve, what's got your attention? The resurrection of the tight end. I uh, I listened to a lot of fantasy football podcasts, and it was just a lot of, like, what does the tight end landscape look like this year? It's Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, eh, George Kittle, and then just a bunch of whatever. And it, it has been fun. I think four guys off the top of my mind. 
I think Sam Laporta is the best of the young tight ends. I think Dalton Kincaid is going to put up better numbers for the foreseeable future just because he's in a more pass-happy offense as the number two option. A couple of guys that might be on your radar but are certainly on mine, uh, Kate Otten out in Tampa Bay, uh, Trey McBride out in Arizona. It's really been fun to kind of see the position come back again. So, um, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. It's been nice to see kind of this change. It just feels like we haven't had a whole lot of consistent uh, tight end action beyond these three guys, uh, the big three, for a number of years now. All right, you hear that, League? If you want a dedicated tight end position, now is the year to vote on it because I think Steve's in your corner. So, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Alex. Um, this has already been difficult for me because uh, you know I've I've pretty much been broken based on my loss last week. So um, I'm giving this one to you first because uh, we we, we got to get your your raw reaction. Okay. Yep. I'm I'm dialed in. The trade that wasn't. Sure. Uh, we talked about the trade on, on the podcast last week, and uh, it ends up getting vetoed uh, between you and Junior. And I didn't know this, Steve, but 17 minutes uh, before it was about to go through, it, it got the last sixth vote to veto. So, wow. Uh, what are your thoughts? Mine, uh, you know, didn't work out this time. Kind of bums me out. I don't know how much it would have helped me, but I think maybe Joe Burrow is going to be a better quarterback than Tua moving forward. So that might help me out. But I don't know. It was kind of like a swinging for the fence thing mentality. You know what I mean? Because I was like, and this week kind of changed my mind because like, and here's my thought process. You can tell me how dumb I was. But I did not think that my team in any way could beat Cam. Okay. That's what I was thinking. And I was like, the only way that I'm going to do it is if I swing for the fences and I put one great person in each position. I could put Tony Pollard in there, which, I mean, he could cover for my second running back, which wasn't that big of a deal. But I could have the number one defense, which is like the 18th highest scoring thing in our league right now, while also still having an elite quarterback, hopefully, in Tua. So it's kind of a swing for the fence thing to hopefully see if I can win a championship. However, I did learn this week that I can make Cam bleed. So I'm not too worried about it, but it was a good game, Kim. I mean, it, it was a game. I mean, I told you good game, but like my team didn't perform. It yep. happens, but I won. But also, that was the whole mentality behind it, at least behind my thoughts. And I could have been wrong, but I am curious to see maybe at the end of the season if we do like a look back and see what would have happened if I didn't make the trade, if it did go through. So I'm just curious. Because like so, now I'm just going to have at least one QB on my bench at all times that I'm not using. That's good. Here, here's the thing. Don't give up on it already. I say you take the two quarterbacks out of the trade, and I'd vote yes on it. That would that feels more more fair to me. Jaguars and versus Cowboys defense. Jerome Ford versus Tony Pollard. Um, yeah, it it was too much. The Joe Burrow Derek Carr thing is what threw it for me. So take those two players out of it. Throw it back out there and uh, and and see how it floats. I would definitely. What if it was two instead of uh, Burrow? Still no. If you put the, Tua or Burrow in there, you've got to get much more return than Derek. Carr. Derek Carr. Yep. You can well, get I didn't need Derek Carr. He was just kind of like a placement. So do you think maybe I could replace Derek Carr with a not quarterback? I'm I'm saying if you want to get rid of your bench quarterback, absolutely by all means shop him around. I'm sure there's lots of people who would take you up on it, but you could get a, two good players for either of those quarterbacks. My my viewpoint on it was is 
wasn't Joe Burrow your first round pick? Yep. It was okay. So to me, that's your potential keeper. So you're 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 drafting you're you're trading away your potential supposed keeper in theory for Derek Carr. Yeah. Well, it was more the defense, but it was. I, I understand more the defense, but you're also throwing a the rest of the pieces don't, to me didn't match up with what Derek Carr brought to that table. Because I think the thing is, like, I wouldn't match it up position by position. I would say, like, Burrow for the defense for Cowboys. And then the my Jaguars defense for Derek Carr. And then Pollard for Ford. It's kind of a different way to put it. But, again, it was because I was trying to put the best things in each position that I had possible and tried not caring about my bench. But, again, there's positives and negatives to both ways, so I'm not worried about it. Then why not just trade the defense for Burrow straight up? Because I think I would want maybe a little bit more. And I think with me at least – because, like, I don't need Jaguars defense in that case. That was just kind of a throwaway. And I kind of wanted Tony Pollard. So it was just getting me a little bit more as well. Also, Burrow was not his first-round pick. Stefan Diggs was. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. That's Second right. Case. Yeah. I, Steve, you're always at the turn, so I have that issue. Steve, yeah. what, were your, what were your thoughts on the trade? You know, there's a there's a saying in my field that very rarely are we the bad guy in our own stories. And I think of my history of like how these trades have unfolded in the league and I just look back and I'm like, this guy's a fucking asshole. So I was gonna I'm just gonna be mellow here. Um my best and then I'm gonna lay out and not engage in anything because I'd like to not be my bad the bad guy in my story here. I, I think Alex, the thing you and I talked about was I don't see any scenario where you give junior Joe Burrow because that's what junior wants out of the deal your guy mm-hmm. his points about the other pieces are fine but that's why juniors come into the table yeah I don't see any scenario where you give away Joe Burrow and you can't bring, you've got to bring back Jamar Chase mm-hmm. um, and then I don't know how to phrase this nicely like Alex last week you didn't know that Stefan Diggs and Keenan Allen were on your team so like <laughs> about, like I didn't think I could beat Cam like I think you're a really good team Okay, so I don't think you need to swing for the fences. I think you are. I think you were fourth last week. Um, so I think you you are a player. You just, if you want to trade the quarterbacks, I just think there's a better a better win for you out there. Now I'm gonna lay out. Yeah, no, I, you're fine. I'm not negative about it. You know what I mean? That was just my thought process. So I don't. I want you to know that I wasn't just me going. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. No, we we love you. We're just trying to protect you from yourself. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, a lot of people say that. <laughs> wow. This just became intervention, fantasy football style. <laughs> so, moving on, man. Show. <laughs> Number eight. Uh, so, Puka and Cooper Cup combined for five catches and 80 yards on Sunday. Oh, my God. I know. Stafford, you can come back any day now, please. So if Brett Rippon or newly traded for Carson Wentz, which tells me a little bit about what they think of Stafford's thumb injury, uh, continues to be the starter for the Rams, are these guys starting caliber players anymore? Uh, Alex. I, I'm still laughing over here at my joke that none of you. Oh, I missed it. Go ahead. So together they're poo cup, right? <laughs> oh, I thought you just were exclaiming puka. No, Poo Cup. That's my new favorite. It was Chub Cup before, but now we have Poo Cup. Yes, I love it. 
Oh, man, I was laughing pretty hard at that. I muted myself. I missed the rest of the question because I was stuck on Pooh Cup. Now, are, are you going to be starting Pooh Cup without Stafford? Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I mean, I love Stafford, but they just picked up uh, – what's his face? Um, the Carson. guy that hasn't been employed for a while. Uh, he was on the Eagles. Carson Wentz. And the Commanders, Alex. I, am I muted? Am I muted? No. You can hear – okay. All right, just check Yeah. It. Because they picked up Carson. I told you I wasn't listening because I was laughing at Pooh Cup. Anyway, <laughs> I think that that's a perfectly fine, that they're both very highly talented wide receivers. And I think Matthew Stafford is great, but I think that they're still going to be incredibly talented even with someone else throwing them the ball. I'm semi-worried if it's Carson Wentz, but also everything that I kept seeing about Matthew Stafford is they kept saying that they like the outlook of his injury. So I'm actually very confused why they made this pickup. I don't know if maybe, like, I was late to the game, but there were even articles just, like, five or six hours ago where they were like, oh, yeah, he'll be back after the bye. So I don't know if they're just doing this as, like, an emergency thing, but... My my guess is they saw how Brett Rippon played, and they're like, yeah, no, we need need another backup because we won't get into this, but the Stetson-Bennett thing is really odd to me. Um, he, he hasn't been on the team for a couple of months due to quote illness. Um, that just, and, and they're just staying quiet on it for, for him, which is, which is good. But, um, that, that kind of worries me a little bit. I, I hope everything's okay there. So Steve, what do you think? If it's Brett Rippon, no, I think they're wide receiver threes. I just, I mean, if your quarterback's that bad, I mean, the guy's got to get to the ball, but I will go on a limb like, we saw, I think, what a decent quarterback could be in a good system. Like, there's all this talk about how Josh Jobs, Josh Dobbs is on his, what, 28th team in the last four years, but most of them have sucked. Like, I love our Lions, but we weren't special at the time. But what happened? He gets to Minnesota, where I think they've got a good offensive system. I think they're getting the most out of their players, and he has himself a pretty decent little day. Baker Mayfield, who I notoriously don't like, goes out to the Rams and, like, on four days uh, prep beats the Raiders which I just like on a couple of levels. So I think if you can go to the right system, like, okay, quarterbacks can be okay. So I think as long as Stafford's playing, and Alex, to your point, I, I, my guess is they're bringing him in because Stafford has been injured a lot in the last couple of years. So I think if they're a team that thinks they can make a run, I think Carson Wentz can be a just fine quarterback for the, uh, the Rams if they give him a few weeks to get up and running. So maybe I'm wrong, but. In that case, whether it's Stafford or ones, I think that the Puka and Cup, Puka Cup, I believe, um, could, be, <laughs> could be great. Just keep them away from Brett right then. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I'm going to go the fantasy footballers route on this, and his name is not Brett Rippin, it's Brett Rippin Farts. <laughs> um, thank you, Jason Moore, for that one. He's the best. Yeah. Is he ripping farts on Puka? That's just what they decided to name him, is Brett ripping farts. Puka is um, something you get a staph infection from, right? Because Stafford? Yeah. Two girls, one Puka. Um, Yay! Um, one girl, it's still one Puka. <laughs> <laughs> special appearance by Megan. <laughs> okay. Two girlies, Puka? Oh, there you go. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Okay. Isn't that a guy? Yeah, Todd Gurley. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll mute ourselves to laugh for five minutes in private. You're good. You're good. It was a good one. 
Um, but yeah, Brett ripping farts is, I think the, the, um, catalyst isn't the right word here, but he, I think it's more of a, a, more of a indictment on him than anything. So would I start those two? Probably. I mean, I'd start them just because volume, but I, I, I think their upside is significantly handicapped. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep starting them and hope for the best. Um, so Cam, Mister, I've given up on Geno Smith. Uh, he completed less than half of his passes against Baltimore on Sunday, so good move apparently. Yeah, that's been the track re- track reason the track record for the past like year so far. So so was he a one and done uh, last year? Like some people thought, Steve. We'll get to you. Um, is it Drew Lock time? No. I, I, I don't like Drew Locke, so I hope not. Um, I think they just have been running the ball much more this year. Um, cause it's not just, it's not just Geno that's been hindered here. Um, I have DK Metcalf on my team. He's not producing as much as I had hoped, um, over the last couple of weeks now. He's got had some injuries and been knocked around a little bit, but, um, Kenneth Walker up until like the last week has been tremendous. Um, I think he's running back nine in our league. Um, so I, I think it has more to do with that than anything. Um, but yeah, I would not go to Drew Locke. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Gino hasn't been terrible this year, but I, I told you this earlier, Steve, one of these years, I'm going to remember that the Ravens have a really good defense every year, no matter yeah. what. So I think that has something to do with it. What do, what do you think? I don't know where I land on if Drew Locke should play. I think Cam brought up a good point that reminds us of reminds us of a basic fact that before Baltimore beat them, Seattle was five and two. So we may not, you know, it may not have been pretty ball, but it was getting you to five and two. And as we talked about when we lost to the Ravens, there is no shame in losing to the Baltimore Ravens. Right. I think just the curiosity is like on paper, like it feels like a pretty good receiving core. I'm a big fan of DK Metcalf, unless Tyler Lockett has really fallen off the old man cliff, which hurts to say because he's quite a bit younger than me. Um, he's still a thing, and Jackson Smith and Jigba is coming on. Like it's confusing to me. Does this is just I don't get the math on how this is going sideways. Um, and you're right, if you're running the ball and you're running it well, that's fantastic. But it's also Maybe it's just low volume. I don't. I, I can't get a beat on what's going on in Seattle. So I would just stay away from Geno Smith and fantasy. I don't know what they're going to do in the NFL life. Alex, you've had time to recover. What do you think? I think they use that as foreplay, and we're going to be gone. He's going to be gone for another forty-five minutes. <laughs> no, we were just laughing about Todd Gurley two cups. I said it wrong now, but nonetheless. Still funny. All right, Steve, uh, you got a surprise for us, number 10. Bring us home. We're just going to do a little quiz that has nothing to do with the NFL. And it came from a place of me realizing how out of touch I am with popular culture or what's going on in the real world. And it, long story short, I was listening to something, and I found out the Texas Rangers won the World Series. I think I found out like three days after the fact. So I just, I'm trying to get a, 
you know, is this something that just happens as we all get older and life takes us away from things or is this just a Steveism? So I'm going to, I'm not asking your opinion. I'm going to test the theory. So no looking at any screens. I'm going to ask the question. The three of you are working together. I'm looking for five answers. Who won the NBA championship this year? Who won the Stanley Cup this year? Who won the World Series last year in 2022? And who won the two, the football and basketball championship in the uh, NCAA? So I can tell you right now that the uh, Seattle Kraken, no, or was it the Golden Last, Knights? It was Golden Knights. The Kraken must have won it the year before or something? Or the no, they, no, the Kraken haven't, haven't won yeah, it. Okay, it, it was the other expansion. All right, see, I already was, yeah. like, really sure on this. But, yeah, no, Golden Knight, Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup. Yep. Final answer? Yes. Teamwork? Okay. Uh, I think Houston Astros won the the World Series. That sounds about right, Alex. Do you know? Astros sound right. Last time I watched the World Series, the Giants won. But that was like a while ago. Yeah. You, no, I think it was something to do with Los Angeles. No, I think it was the Astros. Yeah, the Los Angeles. They're the Astros, right? No, that, they're no. the Dodgers. Was it Los Angeles? Houston or the Astros? Houston, Houston, they may have played Los Angeles, but I don't think they did. Yeah. Houston sounds sound right to me. We'll go with, I'll go with that. Okay, final answer on that one? Final answer. Okay, so you got the NBA and the two college championships. NBA... It, it was the Gold Nuggets versus... Yeah, the, uh, it was Denver Nuggets one. Because yeah, freaking, um, what's his butt? Um, Jokic. Mutombo? Oh, no. Mutombo was there. I think he's a front office guy now, though. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make, uh, Derek just, just like die in, in like his chair or wherever he's sitting. He's, he's gonna hate me because I have no idea in the NBA. Yeah, it's the Nuggets. Well, no, the Golden State Warriors, aren't they? No, they're the Denver Nuggets. Oh, when I was 12, I called them the Denver Nose Nuggets because I thought I was funny. I mean, you are. That is funny. Thank you. That's, like, that's funny for like an eight-year-old joke. Uh, that's a good one. Yes, yeah, so when I was 12. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I don't care. I'm this age, and I find the Nose Nuggets funny. That's going to be a thing. Yeah. All right, you've given me your pro teams. What about the college teams who won the titles this year? Um, Alabama? No. No. Yeah, they never win. Was it Georgia? It was Georgia. Georgia. For football. Georgia won football, and hell if I know who won basketball. Oh, um. As soon as, as soon as State is out of it, I stop watching. By the way, what the hell happened last night? Did we lose to, like, John University? Yeah, we did. We lost. No, they're, they're a tournament team. And a perennial tournament team, they're favored to win their conference. It's, the year we won the national championship, we lost to Wright State, so I am not worried about it. Um, I have no clue about the college basketball. It's on the tip of it. It was not Marquette University, currently ranked fifth in the nation. Is is uh, is Georgia correct for the football team? I'm going to give you the answers once you have completed your uh, your infinity stones here. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Um. Oh God, I don't know. It's probably like in, like in Arizona or a, it's not Duke. Um. 
Cloud. All right, all right. So it sounds like if you got it at this point, it would be complemented together. It's not information you have easily accessible. But Perfect. yes, Lucas, you you guys went four for four. The Astros won last year. Vegas won. Denver won. Georgia won. Uh, UConn won the NCAA tournament this year. UConn, yeah. really? Apparently, yeah. they were a four seed. Good for them. I feel a little better. Like, you guys got there, but it didn't seem like between the three of you, somebody knew it, but it wasn't like any one of you had them all memorized. All right, I feel better. No. Hey, I'm just happy that the uh, Red Wings beat or, or gave the first loss to the Bruins this season. They had gone their first ten games without being beaten, and the Wings came back and, and won that game a uh, few Twice. So, yeah. They came back twice. When we looked at, at your house, they were down 2 nothing. Yep. Stupid Valley sports they make me can't watch my wings. I, they're, they're starting to come on now. We, we need to get back into hockey maybe, Steve. Yes, I agree a thousand percent. Did we beat the Rangers tonight? We did, or we're going no, to? I asked our, if we did. I can look it up. All right. Well, it, no, we lost 5-3. Uh, okay, well. That's all right. All right. We're not in embarrassment, though. I'm not, we're going in a good direction. All right. Speaking of an embarrassment... Was that was that the transition? Yes. That was Alex's one for one. How are we doing, everybody? It's it's a wonderful Tuesday afternoon. A lot of you listeners might know that, but it is officially Tuesday. You might be listening on a Wednesday. Anyway, oh, kind of a throwback, but I want you to know I've been looking at some NFL teams, and uh, you know I'm looking around. I'm looking around for some jobs. You know what I mean. And uh, let me tell you, if there's something that I can try, I mean, I'm going to try to shoot my shot here and get some some uh, NFL suggestions here. If there's one thing that I think that could be using some improvement, it's the fan experience. You know what I mean? You go to an NFL game, you watch the football game, you leave. That's not very memorable, right? We need attractions. We need things to bring people in, okay? And so I'm going to – this is my letters to some of the teams, and I gave some suggestions. And I want to know if you guys have any, if you want to kind of maybe agree with what I'm talking about, okay? Okay. Okay. So a lot of places, like if we go to Florida, you can swim with the Dolphins, right? That's easy for Miami, right? But we should have that for all the teams. So, like, if there's a Jacksonville, they can put a Jaguar in their little pool. Stuff like that. Because they got a pool in the stadium. They're, they're starting to get the right ways. You know what I mean? What do you guys think about that? Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Is this just Florida teams, or do we have to swim with the Giants? No, like you got to swim with the Jets and the Giants. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. His corpse? He's got to have, like, a son. It's he has the... a daughter. Hold on. He has a daughter, and if you ever want to, I would suggest Googling that. All right. Well, can we just dress the Big Show up in Andre the Giant cosplay? Yeah, that'd be great. So then he could be a Giant, and then you can hang out with Big Show. And we'll put a little afro wig on him. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, like, there's, there's a couple things I was at you, but there's also, like, I think we need more, like, fan experiences. So, like, here's a couple I wrote down, okay? Talking about the Civil War with Bill Belichick. Okay? This is a one-on-one experience. <laughs> day before the game, you can fly in, and you can just sit there, and you can listen to him. And, like, I don't know him as a person, but he just looks like somebody that knows a lot about it. Like, he definitely has a Civil War book on his bedside stand, and he's dying to talk with some fans. Okay. <laughs> what if one of the, one if one of the people in here also have a Civil War book in their bedroom next to their bed? That's what I'm saying, Cam. Now, would you pay money for this? 
Would he wear a holy sweatshirt? Sure. Sweet. Great. I mean, it's a fan experience, Cam. That's what you want. This is what I'm talking about. All right. Kansas City. We obviously can't bring a chief in, but what about barbecue with Andy Reid? Oh, I only want nuggies. Nuggies, too. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So, a couple other things. I have a couple of other suggestions. Right. So, I recently learned about the Metallica concert, and I was looking at the t- tickets for Metallica. Okay. There's like last row, middle row, front row, and then there's something called the Snake Pit. Okay. And this is a tiny little area where about 20 people can stand directly next to each other, then they obviously can't fit, and they're standing in the stage. What if we can get fans on the field? Just put a little, put a little hole down there, cover it with glass, and let them run over them. I think you've, no. des- I think you've described what was in Silence of the Lambs. Do we have to put the lotion on the skin? No, no, no. Because it's like you're watching it from underneath. You know what I mean? It's like being right under the action. Why, why even put the glass up there? Like Metallica doesn't have glass. They have to walk around, and it, it, it's a hazard. I so will just have a hole in the middle of the field with fans, and the players have to play around it. Okay. However, if you counterpoint, if you have the glass, you can really see where the hand placement is for the quarterback's hands under the center's nuts. Could you imagine that? Like, yeah, that's perfect. And then could you imagine that there's like a like a pile on top of the glass, and you just watch looking at the guy at the bottom of it. That's called an experience. Steve's thinking over here. He's liking these ideas. Yeah. No, I mean, I want to hear the rest of them, but the short version is, like, you started, like, 30 seconds in the, into this thing. I'm like, this is going to be fucking just a slow fucking death of a of a, of a segment. My God, once we got to some more talk with Bill Belichick, I'm back, baby. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I think, like, I, I know the logistics. I can't figure it out. But if you could watch, like, the game from, like, down below and just, like, watch this above, like, That'd be pretty sweet to try one time. Like, I may be dumb, but it'd certainly be worth giving a run to. It's about the experience. People want to try things they haven't tried before, and no one's watched a football game from above. That's what I'm saying. Steve gets it. Okay? You're opening my eyes, man. You know that? Okay, so then on the other form, you know how they have those cameras on the strings? Yeah. Yeah. Zip lines. Yeah, you just hook them up to a harness and they're zipping around. Could you imagine that? Like, what's going on? People flying all the way across, just getting the best view of the game, ziplining. Oh, that's exactly what I would do. I would fly around the field and I'd like, you know, you can't touch the ball, right? That's be fan interference, but you can, you know, get really close to it and really screw yep. up the the play and and make a miss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you don't even have to do that. It's just an experience. It's like you're the ball, you know. You're the ball. Wait, what? You guys think I can get the job? You think they're gonna call me back? Well, the Lions. I hear the Lions have an opening for a social media coordinator. So you know. All right. Well, we'll apply. Anyway, this has been Alex Turner's one for one. It was just something I was thinking about. That was a- I think the ne- the name of this episode needs to be Civil War Talk with Bill Belichick. And I'd just like to be clear here as as we transition. The embarrassment I was talking about was not your one-for-one. One. I totally forgot about it, so thanks for jumping in. Uh, the embarrassment is this. Now for one of life's great mysteries. It's the power, Jenkins. Oh, I was going to say, though, and I, I want, I'm curious about your opinions. What's funnier, 
So it was either going to be Bill Belichick in the Civil War talk or trying to teach Bill Belichick how to change the input on a TV. <laughs> Which one was funnier? Did I, did I pick the right one? Yeah, I think right. so. Both good, but. All right. Power yeah. Take us home, Steve. Oh, daddy-o. Okay, last week, uh, starting top down, <laughs> uh, Cam, one, Junior, two, Bobber, three, Matthew, four, I was five, Xander, you were six, Kelly, seven, Derek, eight, Senior, you were nine, and Carly was last but not least, so that's where we ended. So let's get rolling to how we are doing after this week's performance. Number 10. It's me. I suck ass. I'm done. I'm broken. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to keep it with Carly. Carly. Was 10. Stays 10. Carly, currently also 10th in on ESPN site as well. Sorry, Carly, I tried. <laughs> you really did. We still believe in you, Carly. Well, I mean, speaking of still believing in her, Cam, whatever you do or don't believe, the reality is that she is currently six, 2 and 7. You don't have to agree with this, but my working theory is that 7 and 7 gets you in the playoffs this year. 6 and 8 sends you into tiebreaker scenarios. So if I'm right, Carly either has to run the table or go four and one in the last five. If you're on her spot, are you living and dying with who you have who just put up the high score of the week? Or do you need to shake things up and shoot for upside? Cause you know, unless you really are have placing a lot of value in the seventh place prize, like it's time to move. Um, well, I mean, she's going to have to make some moves just because of the bye week she has um kelsey's on bye but like right now she's got bryce young in as a starter that needs to switch to trevor lawrence um she should be getting montgomery back and that'll be a nice punch to the roster um she's got t higgins on her bench i mean so she's got some players um it's just for i don't know how she's been managing her roster throughout the year, but it could just come down to roster management and hitting on those players that are actually playing rather than being on your bench and getting those bench points. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Kelsey's out, but Kelsey has not been performing as well as he should be this year anyway, either. So um, that's just, that's just poop cup type of luck right there. Yeah. You you play Kelsey when Kansas City is at home. At home, yeah. They know Taylor Swift will be there, and I can't believe I just said that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number nine. Sorry, Lucas. No, it's I should have been ten. Lucas. I assume you were concurring, Lucas. Oh, yes. Was nine, stays nine, ninth on ESPN. Uh, Lucas, unfortunately, I'm a believing your team, but honestly, I think at this point when I tell you that, you just want to punch me in the face more than you normally do. 
but in the vein of do we ride and die with who we have or do we make a move? Sam Howell's quarterback five. Offer sorry. Uh offer Matt Jalen Hurts for CMC. Thoughts? Um yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> well great well breaking news tomorrow. Or you can propose it tonight. We can find out what happens. You should throw some defenses in there as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts, oh, and Bijan are the last two players I've drafted that are still in my starting lineup, and that's just how well the season's gone. Um, not to say that the players I drafted were horrible. Um, some of them were. Um but it's just I've already made moves. I've made the waiver moves. I've made a trade, and nothing seems to be hitting. So um, such is life with me in this godforsaken league the past six years. Um, I just, yeah, it sucks. Sure. Come, come shopping. Everybody's on the table. I mean, it would be a pretty interesting team if Sam Howell can hold his water. You have CMC and Bijan as your running backs. I figure they fire Arthur Smith in about two games, and a real running, a real coach can take over. Yeah, but I need them to fire him now um, because I'm two games out of the playoffs, and we're running quickly out of time. Um, and we all know it's not just me winning; it's other people losing. So um, I can't wait two weeks for Bijan to start being what he was supposed to be. I, I need it to be now. But whatever. We've we've spent too much time talking about a shitty team, so let's move on. Number eight. I don't I, I don't have a list up, so I'm gonna it, it seems to work well for Alex, so I'm just gonna pull audibles here and try and guess. Kelly. Yeah, I'm going to say Kelly. No, I think she stays up. I forget who else is down there. Derek. Derek, yes, I will do Derek. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, nobody's going to run the table today. Was eight days eight. Derek is eighth on ESPN in the rankings and seventh on ESPN. Sweet. So I did get it right. Thanks for paying attention. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, no, no, you got, got one wrong earlier. Okay. You got it right. Okay, that was that was, comment was for me. Thank you. All right. Okay, Alex. Um, yep. Derek's in a bit of a pickle here. His running situation is grim to say the least. Uh, Daryl Henderson is on by. Damian Pierce has missed the last missed the last game with an ankle injury. It's likely, it's possible he's going to do that again. Uh, as Cam pointed out, it looks like James Conner is coming back this week. Um, Mario DeMarcado, that means takes a back seat. If Damian Pierce does not play this week, what do you do with the running back position? Like, you don't have a viable option on your roster as of Tuesday night. Yeah, this is rough. Because, like, also, like, everyone on his bench is listed as questionable, including mm-hmm. Pierce and Demi Marcado. I don't know how to say his name. I know you just said it, but Demicardo, Arizona's running back, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Hey, 
it's almost like you just have to like hurry. Like luckily he has a linebacker on his bench, so it's like he can easily make a move. But he's gonna have to pick someone up and put him there because like I don't, I wouldn't trust anybody on his bench right now. That's the question then. Who are you picking up? Oh man, it might have to be James. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I would trust James Conner either because he's coming. He's coming back this week. May, maybe Miles Sanders. That's the Bears, or he didn't have him projected. Maybe Miles Sanders, but I don't know if if he wants to like risk it. I wouldn't do Kareem. I wouldn't do Kareem Hunt either. No, you know what, Kareem Hunt. That's who I would go with. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, Ford's getting better, so he might start getting more carries, but I think that the Browns believe in Hunt a little bit more. I don't know, though. Maybe, like, even. So I think it's worth a shot. I was not anticipating that, but okay. I think that uh, Deshaun Watson's back. They're looking better. Kareem Hunt is definitely the receiving back, and he made it work as a two-headed monster with Nick Chubb, so why can't he do it with Jerome Ford? So, okay, let's see. Derek, lock it and load it, and let's see what happens. You're welcome. Number seven. Kelly. 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 <laughs> Was seven, currently seven, eighth on ESPN. Alex, Brock Purdy at Jacksonville or Dak versus the Giants? Dak versus the Giants. Absolutely. Like, the Giants are so bad. I... I watched, I think, strangely enough, when you said, like, Alex, what are you paying attention to? I have been watching so many Giants games because it's like watching the Lions back in the day. Like, they're so bad. It's like I'm getting my fix. Like, Dak Prescott could totally do it. Also, I'm still not 100% sold on Brock Purdy. So, that's just me, though. Anyone disagree? (laughs) No, not at all. No. The the Giants are playing some guy called Danny DeVito at quarterback, so uh, go for it. They're playing Danny DeVito? <laughs> That's another Dude. fan experience right there, NFL football with Danny DeVito. Can you imagine if Danny DeVito was actually playing football at, like, quarterback? That man is so damn short. Like, you could put two of him on top of each other, and he'd still be the shortest player on the field. All right, Lucas, real question. Yes. You're on Ticketmaster. There's two tickets left. One for $80, one for $90. Seats are practically equivalent, but the $90 one, you get to catch three passes from Danny DeVito. Which one are you buying? Oh, 90 That's only 10 bucks. That's easy. Easy. That's one second. The NFL needs to profitize. <laughs> they can do this. It's about the fan experience. <laughs> Apply for that job, Alex. Go for it. Thanks. Can Danny DeVito be mic'd up in this game? Because that would be epic. <laughs> I mean, obviously he would be. Oh, that would be fun if, like, Danny DeVito was just given the headset and he got to talk to the quarterback. But you got to choose what he had to do it in one of his roles that he's acted in. Yeah. So you've seen, like, Premier League games where the players walk out holding hands with a child out onto the field. Like, (laughs) I wonder if they can do that in the NFL, but, like, they hold Danny DeVito's hand and walk him out on the field. What do you think? 
Well, he I can't, I can't watch pay for that fan experience. We we love you, Danny. We do. Number six. Uh, oh boy, this is where it gets tough. Matt, I'm gonna say it's Matt. I'm gonna say it's Steve. Steve. Was four falls to six, also sixth on ESPN. Matthew. Lucas, I have just been looking at this team like, how are they not better? How are they not better? They look great. This looks like a fantastic team to me. What am I missing? And then I missed what was right in front of my face. Matt drafted the New England Patriots defense and has not dropped them all year long. As a collective, where do you all think they are ranked right now? 29th. I'm not going to answer because I see it on my screen. Cam just missed 28. Yep. Why would you um, reframe to not be the asshole of my own story? Um, I think we would think that you would want to get away from that matchup. Who would you stream if this was your team? Look, can he, they're they're on a buy in a week or two or something, and, and so he'll drop them. He'll pick up somebody else, and he'll he'll ride them to the end of the season. If if you look at the points they've scored, sure they haven't had a a massive outing. Twelve points was their highest all season. They had ten points last week. With all our talk about the team defenses and the thirty six points and the forty two by the Cowboys and all that stuff, what we forget is that's not normal. Those are outlier scores. The Cowboys, I believe, also scored negative two points as a defense one week, like a few weeks after scoring 42. So while the Patriots haven't had that home run hit, I really don't think it's been that much of a detriment to him. Um, but, yes, I mean, they're 28th in the league. You can you can stream a better defense for sure. Um, but that's that's not the sole reason why he isn't doing as well as you would have thought. I think your last point is fair. It's not one thing fits all, but I think your missus is a perfect example. She beat me by four points because she made the wise move to pivot into the Falcon defense. It didn't go as well as she thought because Josh Dobbs kind of shocked us all. But, like, if she stayed pat like that 14-point defense, they scored 14 points, a traditional defense, which uh, the 10th-ranked defense in the league is averaging 10 points a game. That's we're now in stat correction territory. I don't know if she lost four points. I think she still would own by a tenth of a point. So it's not everything, but I think it does. I mean, it's a significant thing. Like, you know, stream the Jets this week, Matt. Yeah. Nope. It, it's time to start streaming somebody. Yeah. For sure. Steve, are you saying that he's an, a late adopter to the changes we've made? Yes. Okay. Awkward. Number five. Steve. 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 I can't quit it. Was five, stays five. Third on ESPN. 
Cam, have I finally found my third wide receiver slash tight end in the infamous Dalton Kincaid? No. Hmm. A little bit, though? That was quick. No. But if End you of think... speech. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm no, just... No, for four... Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> did, he, did he try to sleep with your grandma or something? Who, Dalton Kincaid? Yeah. No, I actually like the man. I just don't want you to be good. <laughs> Touche. Uh Lucas, have I found a have I found a keeper? No. Okay. End of All speech. Right. Number four. Number four. No, so I, I I just find it interesting, and I'll leave it at this, that you've been talking up Sam Laporta the whole show. Um I feel like you like him more than Kincaid, yet Sam Laporte is on free agency and Kincaid's on your roster and you think you found your third your third receiver. So um don't overlook Laporta either then if you're going tight end. But no, I mean we'll see. Laporta's been good all season. Kincaid's just starting to get good because the opportunity has presented itself. He can be just as good as Laporta. Um at least it's not Kyle Pitts. So good for you. Number four. Alex. How dare you? I'm going to say Bobby. No, Bobby beat me. Yeah, I'm going to say Alex. Sorry. That's okay. How dare you? (laughs) Was six, moves up to four, currently fourth with ESPN. Okay, Alex, if you are really in the market of wanting to move a quarterback because you've got two quality ones. I'm sorry? You echo quarterback. It was you. You were. It's fine. Keep going. Joe Burrow for Travis Kelsey. Um, Maybe, actually. You brought that one up before, didn't you? I don't think it was Travis Kelsey, but I do think looking to get a different position of value. I might like that. Yeah, I'd be down for something like that. Maybe maybe Tua for him. Okay. I think, yeah, I think that could work too. Yeah. I'd say Tua for him. Real quick, rest of season, Tua or Burrow for the rest of you? I would probably go Burrow. Um, I was really impressed um, Sunday night. I, uh, I, think, I think he's sh- shaken off whatever injury he had at the beginning of the season. I'd play matchups. Well, I did that last week, and it didn't go well. I mean, still yeah. won, but... Keep doing it. All right. We'll get there. Number three. This is professional after all. Bobby. No. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. I'm going to say junior. Yeah, I'm going to switch to junior. I'm still going to say Bobby. Was two. Falls to three. Currently fifth on ESPN. Junior. Yeah, losing Kirk Cousins is kind of a big loss which is really a bummer. I mean, he does still have the highest points scored in our league, 
but I'm interested to see what he's going to do next. I think he still has a good team. Do you think he would offer you Burrow for Chase? I don't think so. Okay. All right. I, I thought uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, Cam and Junior lost. Bobby won. I want to see how that would shake things up. So Junior falls a spot. Now number two. Sorry. I'll let the music take over, but uh, who's two? Number two. I'm going to say Bobby. I'm going to say, yeah, Bobby. Wait, no. I'm going to say Cam. How dare you. Yeah. I want to say Cam, but he was number one so long. I think he built up uh, a decent enough of padding to where this loss doesn't hurt him. So I'm going Bobby. Alex and Lucas got it right. Was third, up one to two, also second on ESPN. Uh, Cam, uh, 49ers averaged 11.5 points the first five games of the year, um, only averaging five points a game in the last three matchups against uh, nondescript offenses with Cleveland, Minnesota, and well, Cincinnati's a little better, but uh, 49ers, 49ers no longer a must-start defense or just a little bit of a lull on the way back to the top ten. First of all, I misunderstood what you're saying. I thought you were saying I was number two. So I retract that flip-off that I did on camera to you guys because <laughs> it was meant for Steve. Um, uh, I'm just looking over his stuff here. Um, I think it's going to – It'd be interesting to see what they do now that they've got Chase Young. Um, that could bring them back a little bit. But again, the football season's long. I mean, things even out as they go. I, I didn't expect them to be averaging that many points for the first five games of the season um, as a team defense. Um, but I still think that they're um, – have a lot of upside to play again, and they made some some good moves in order to, to hopefully rate that ship. So I'd continue starting him. That's fair. I think the chase ad makes it worthwhile, but I think another game like that in the mid mid tiers, I might go back to streaming. Yeah. All right. For is is this the sixth consecutive week we have not had a change at the top of the charts? I don't have that up. No problem. Number one. Yes, it's probably something like that. Okay. All right. To spoil the ending, Cam was first, stays first, currently first on ESPN. Lucas, still the number one team in the league um, by all metrics, however, has lost two of the last three and put up the lowest score of his season last week. Uh, something that needs to be addressed here, or we're on to Cincinnati? Um, No. it's. I mean, we've, we're kind of all going through bye week hell. I'm not sure, Cam, how much that actually affected you. Um, but, again, we talked about Seattle running up against the Ravens' defense last week. That was just – I mean, he's he's got two Seattle players. That was just unfortunate. Um. I, Mike Evans is good, but seems to be up and down. I, I don't know. You, 
well, don't mess with the good thing. It's it's fine. You're still firmly planted in one. Um, don't be a tinker stinker and and screw it all up. I think you just ride it out. Okay. <laughs> well, and I think he's also doing this without uh, Justin Jefferson for the last four weeks, and it sounds like it's TBD if he's going to come back this week. But uh, the fact is the Vikings are playing good enough football that they're 5-4, and four, so they don't need to pack it up. So I'm a little, Yeah, I'll be a little bit honest there. I'm a little concerned that it's going to go much longer than that um, because they're winning. They don't need to bring him on board as quick as is like and so it's definitely with him out it's definitely changed the makeup of my team um and so yeah i i'm i'm a little concerned my wide receivers aren't as aren't as bountiful as they have been pretty sweet though that you're doing more than treading water without your best player well second best player yeah, Max Crosby's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, he ain't wrong about that. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and uh, we run a little long tonight, so we'll get right to the uh, last bit of the show. So let's go ahead and get into our predictions for this week. All right, week 10, Jacob of the week. One, Cam versus four, Alex. Alex, who do you have? I'm going against Cam again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not fair, I won. <laughs> You only got two more matchups with them left this year. Uh, me. <laughs> two? Being, I was being sarcastic. Okay. The, I promise I'll shuffle the schedule a little better next year, but it was just about getting it done this year. All right, Cam. I'm going to take me. I win the rematch. Okay. There you go. Right, thank you. Lucas. I don't care. I'm done. No. Uh, it's Alex. I'm going to go with Cam. There's just too long a history of him kicking the crap out of you. Hmm. All right. Uh, two, Bobbert versus eight, Derek. Cam, bat leadoff. Bob. Lucas. Bob. You got to believe in something, folks. I'm going with Derek. Alex. Derek. All right. Uh, Lucas, three, junior versus nine, senior. Junior. Junior is the correct answer. Oh, no. Dad's laying the beating down today. All right. Alex, you went junior as well? I sure did. Cam, am I not? I'm not. Am I words? Am I on an island? No, I'm going with the upset. God damn you all. I hate you. Yeah. We love you, sweetie. All right, five Matt versus I'm sorry, five Steve versus six Matt. Uh, I think Matt and Paper is a better team, but the bye weeks are a little harder on him this week, so I'm going to take myself, Alex. Steve, yay! Damn. Go to Lucas first. Lucas. Okay. Uh, well, you picked me, and I hate you for that, so I'm going with Matt. How dare you? Yeah, that is fun. All right, Cam. Yeah, I'm going with you. All right. Sister action. Seven, Kelly versus ten, Carly. Alex, who brings it home? Early. Cam. Kelly. 
senior. There's got to be one winner in this household, Kelly. The team is coming on. I'm going to agree and go with Kelly as well. All right. Thanks for playing, friends. Does anybody have any recommendations while we shut it down for the night? Um, I've been playing Sea of Stars. It's a retro RPG. It's pretty fun so far. All right. I want you to, to go deep for a minute as we wrap this up. Like, if you were going to role play, no, no, no. If she was an anime girl, what would be her thing? If she was an anime girl? There's music coming in and out. I can't hear anything. Is that, are you talking about Gracie again? If Gracie was a hamburger girl, is that what you said? girl. I still didn't get that. A what girl? A cam girl. Oh. Is is she? I don't know. Have you seen her on the cam lately? I don't know. 